Welcome to the special Chosen Mamas Advent series. We are so excited you could join us today. Luke 1, 26-38 During Elizabeth's sixth month of pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin. She was engaged to marry a man named Joseph from the family of David. Her name was Mary. The angel came to her and said, Greetings, the Lord has blessed you and is with you. But Mary was very startled by what the angel said and wondered what this greeting might mean. The angel said to her, Don't be afraid, Mary. God has shown you his grace. Listen, you will become pregnant and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of King David, his ancestor. He will rule over the people of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will never end. Mary said to the angel, How will this happen, since I am a virgin? The angel said to Mary, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will cover you. For this reason, the baby will be holy and will be called the Son of God. Now Elizabeth, your relative, is also pregnant with a son, though she is very old. Everyone thought she could not have a baby, but she has been pregnant for six months. God can do anything. Mary said, I am the servant of the Lord. Let this happen to me as you say. Then the angel went away. So this is a very common um, passage that we read around Christmas time. Unlike the ones that we have had up to this point, (laughs) I would say. I shouldn't say that they're not common, but definitely they're not uh, the usual narrative. I feel like we usually hear a lot more narrative about Christ's actual birth but what's funny once again the reading for this week is it's about preparation still you know it's about god putting all the pieces into place before jesus comes into the world and i don't know i think that's beautiful and even just to look at how elizabeth um he he paid just as careful attention to kind of what you would call the sidekick to the story, right? To John's entrance in the world. The first part of Luke is all about um, telling Zechariah, John's father, he was going to have a son and how that played out. So obviously Jesus is the main focal point, but that doesn't mean God is not attentive to the details of every other thing that he has in motion, which I just think that's a beautiful concept. Skipping ahead, I'm all the way at the last verse there, Luke 1, verse 38. Then Mary said, Behold the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. And again, if you're trying to to sort of grasp these and God is stirring a craving for understanding, get the Bible app. It's free. Put it on your phone. You click on a verse, compare versions. Boom. Mm, Yes takes a second right we have it literally at our fingertips and so i can just pull up here on my phone all of these different translations there's hundreds <laughs> right um i can pull up all these translations and see how they were translated because what i find here so interesting is mary's response to the angel she says in the esv behold i am the servant of the lord or that's how it's translated not what she said behold i am the servant of the lord let it be to me according to your word 
In the NIV, it's translated, I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. In the New King James, it says, Behold the maidservant of the Lord. I read that already. So anyway, I've just um, hung on to those words, particularly in Advent around Christmas, just thinking, you know, here we are. We celebrate Christmas with all of the trappings and all of the things that go along with it. Mary is terrified. Mm -hmm. She's like, what in the world? And then to hear her in this brief interaction say, okay, may it be to me as you have said. I've just really pondered on that and what that would look like to have the attitude of Mary in our lives and saying, yes, Lord, may it be to me as you have said. Your will be done. Um, and, And usually we don't have as significant events occur in our life as conceiving the Messiah. So, you know, if, if that can be her attitude, maybe that encourages someone today for you to just say, may your word to me be fulfilled. Yes. I love how when you read through this and you look at Mary's words and you kind of see this interaction with Mary and Gabriel's telling her what's going to come to pass. Um, and she, he tells about the, the son that she will bring forth it says he will be great and will be called the son of the most high the lord god will give him the throne of his father david and he will reign over jacob's descendants forever i love that because it does pull you back once again i know we've been talking so much about this but it pulls you back to the old testament and it's like you know remember back in genesis when i said that i would bring about somebody that would crush the head of the serpent you know this is this is what's this is here this is what's going to happen this long-awaited king messiah the prophet king and messiah you know the prophet king and um priest is here Mm -hmm. and i just it's so beautiful and i do wonder i don't know mary's repertoire of scripture i don't know if she knew all of that necessarily she may have um but i think it's so cool for that declaration and that promise to her to see what a long-awaited promise that was because they've been waiting for so long for this to come and she has this awesome privilege of being the one to do that and I I can't imagine hearing those words in person (laughs) yeah well and it's really interesting to compare her response to that of Zechariah who was John the Baptist's father because an angel comes to him too and his response in um 118 is how can I be sure of this I am an old man and my wife is well along in years this is when the angel said that they were going to be having a baby and the angel says I am Gabriel I stand in the presence of God and I have been sent to speak to you and to tell you this good news and now you will be silent and not be able to speak until the day this happens because you did not believe my words which will come true at their proper time um I said that with a lot of sass. I wonder if the angel did. I'm not sure. But the idea, I mean, just compare those responses. And it's not that Zachariah is not a man of God. And like, it's not that he is evil or anything like that. But I do think this is a good example of the natural response. And Mary gives almost a supernatural response, a response that's that comes from the strength of God, I would say, to be able to say in the face of such a big and uncertain future that God has ordained for you okay like Amanda said have it happen Lord may your word come to pass it's something I know 
I know I would struggle with, I mean, I've struggled in much smaller things than this, to have that kind of humble, willing spirit. And and she's blessed for it, you know. Um, so I'm hoping that in 2021 and just in the holiday season, I can have that spirit as well because I don't know about you guys, but the holidays get a little wild. <laughs> and who knows what that's going to look like this year exactly, but there's a lot that ends up being out of my control with family, with friends, with hosting and it's obviously a much 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 smaller thing than this but I think you still see these attitudes you see the natural response of how is this going to happen how is this going to get done what am I going to do and there's always the opportunity to have the supernatural response of Lord you're working here I'm open I'm going to go with your flow I'm going to you know do do the path that you have set out before me really brings us full circle to this this talk that we've had on Advent, This these concepts that we're talking about, is I do not think that Mary would have had that response if she wasn't already walking with the Lord and, mm-hmm. you know, seeking God's face. Um, not to say that Zachariah wasn't, he was in a different place, but I think it speaks to um, this the preparation thing we've been talking about, this whole prepare the way. And I really do believe that she was already preparing in her heart, you know, whether she knew or not what God was going to do exactly with her. She was open and had the spirit of willingness um, that I think we, like you said, that we can all really learn from. And so as we think about Advent and this word prepare comes to mind, preparation, I think it's so beautiful to be like, Lord, what are you going to do in this season? Um, what are you going to do in 2021? And if you tarry, what are you going to do in the next 10 or 20 years? Just looking forward with this joyful anticipation, because later on, as you see the angels come to the shepherds, you know, it's this joy, this just momentous joy of all that's going on with creation, just rejoicing that this, this birth is taking place. But are we really truly looking forward to the future with this joy this expectant joy of all that god can and will do you know Mm -hmm. i think that's so beautiful and so powerful and i hope that you know myself and and anybody listening can really hone into that joy because for me like i mentioned in an earlier episode that joy has not been as present as i would want it to be or as god would have it to be but even just doing this talk and reflecting on that it's like wow lord I want to anticipate your coming, both your birth that we prepare for, but really ultimately because it's foreshadowing your coming back mm-hmm. to redeem us. You know, well, you redeem us at the cross, but to come back to, to the world. Mm-hmm. And so his birth is simply just a foreshadowing of what his ultimate plan is for creation. You know, and so I think it's that joy and that, that preparation, that Advent is amazing. Thank you, Mamas, for joining us for season one of the Chosen Mamas podcast. We will be resuming in 2021. We would like to wish you a very Merry Christmas and a blessed new year. May you find your peace and your rest in Christ.